What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of In the Nick of Time. It's your girl, Nikki. Time is something we should not waste, so let's get into it. The pandemic. Not COVID again, I bet you said. Nikki, why are we talking about the pandemic? We're not even wearing masks anymore. We're not practicing social distancing. They're not even talking about COVID-19. We made it through. We don't need an update. We don't need a rant. We don't need you trying to talk about what we should have got from the pandemic. I'm not talking about COVID-19. I am talking about the pandemic that will not go way and that's racism my reason for even get getting into podcasting first of all what does racism really mean come on Nikki I bet you said come on Nikki is this a rhetorical question is this something you just Saying to be a provocateur, want us to get mad. We know what racism means. No, I want you to see something. I want you to understand something. Racism is a prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people or on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group. Typically one that is minority or marginalized. Then, it was a definition that was added. Uh, a young lady fought to get this definition added to the word racism. <clears throat> and what was added was the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities Especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another. Now. Now that we know what racism means. Let's look at what God says. Because I want you to understand. You know we fight racism. But I want you to know what God says. This is what God says in Acts 10 34-35. And it puts it this way. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Is acceptable to him. Anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. So the, the, the definition right there has been debunked. The definition right there, to me, what we what we look at racism as and what the world has presented racism as, the person that matters hates racism because God shows no partiality. So what do we care about? A, a group of ignorant people who don't want to even get to know us but like to copy us in so many different ways but don't even really truly want to 
understand the true essence of who black people are. Are we so concerned about insecure people like that? So, with that scripture being read, the fight against racism. We've we've heard many opinions. We've seen so much anger built up. But I truly looking at that looking at Acts 10:34 through 35. I believe racism is a sickness, a spiritual sickness. So we must realize that because racism is a sin, we cannot fight sin with sin. It's proof that it's a sin because he said Paul said truly I, I mean Peter said I truly I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right to is acceptable to him. So right there, it lets you know it's a sin to be prejudiced and discriminate against people because of their ethnicity or the color of their skin. So, so you can't fight. You can't fight sin with sin. And I'll get into that later. Because, like I said, we we try to fight in our flesh. You cannot fight sin with sin. Their heart is not right when they hate us because of the color of our skin. It, it's an insecurity. They're scared of us. They fear us. They have a wrong type of fear of us and who we are and what we have brought to this this earth, we, we and to this country, period. Black people are so important to this country, and we have to take that and stand on that. But we also have to stand on the fact that how much how much longer are we going to pay attention to ignorance? How much longer do we pay attention to ignorance? I just proved to you that it's ignorance. Because the creator does not show partiality. The creator is not dealing with the color of your skin. He said you are acceptable to him when you fear him. So if you fear him, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, Chinese, Mexican, whatever. You are acceptable to him. So it's not acceptable for me to look at you and decide that you are inferior or you're not important or you don't bring anything to the table because you're black. So that's the first thing we have to understand that is ignorance. It's people that don't have understanding. White people who are racially motivated type people are ignorant. And how long are we going to pay attention to that? We have to understand that they have no understanding. Their insecurities drive them. So I'm going to ask some important questions throughout this podcast. I hope people will uh, give me feedback. But I'm, I'm going to ask some important questions. What is our purpose? Nikki, why are you asking about our purpose? Because I believe we have confused chasing after social status 
with what our purpose on earth really is. We talk about equality, but we really crave social status according to material possessions. Rest in peace to young Dolph, but I just want to hit home with what I just said. I want you to get some clarity on what I'm trying to say. We talk about how white people and police officers treat us like animals. And I brought up young Dolph because was it not inhumane how he was gunned down? He was just going to get some cookies. I'm not bringing him up to post salt on anybody's womb. And I, 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 I really just want you to understand that that's not right either. For a group of young black men to gun down another young black man. Now, Nikki, what does Young Dolph's death have to do with racism? Well, would he have been shot down if he was someone not hated for his social status and the material blessings that he had? Remember I said I believe racism is classism. So again, what is our purpose? What is our purpose? You think about how he was shot. The, the, the city he was in and the area that he was in. And so many people on their platforms talked about it. Young Doc was moving in the wrong way. He, he should have he done this or done that. But I will tell you this. It goes to show you that we can't save ourselves. He had all of his cars customized to be bulletproof. But when he was just out, when he was outside of his car, they caught him and they killed him. So it so all of the necessary precautions that we take to try to save our life and preserve our lives you it's hard to do that by yourself because that's not our job that's not our purpose in life we're not we're not here to gain the world and try to make sure that we Stay. Here. We're not gonna be here forever, so we don't. We're not here to create this life that we feel like we're gonna enjoy for a long period of time. Time is 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 important, and it can't be wasted on trying to maintain and chase after social status and equality with a people who are ignorant and insecure and will never have a love in their heart for us. I just feel like it's not important to gain their respect and acceptance into their quote-unquote world. So again, what is our purpose? I'm not going to give you my opinion because my opinion doesn't matter. My podcast is about making sure that you understand that whatever we go through in life, 
God has the answers. God is the answer. Like AI was the answer, God is our answer to all of our problems. Every one of our situations, anything that we go through, any trial that we face, God is the answer. I can sit here and make you upset. I can sit here and tell you to be okay with racism. I can sit up here and tell you we got to fight. I can sit up here and tell you by any means necessary. We got to do what we got to do. We got to get justice for our people. We need our reparations. I can do all of that. But in a nutshell, this is what Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says. The end of the matter is all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. His commandment is summed up in one word to me. His commandment. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. And to me, his commandments is summed up in one word. And that's love. The end of the matter all has been heard. Look, the end of the matter all has been heard. Like I said, I can say so much about racism. I can tell you that, look, we need to come together, fight against the, the, the oppression that white people try to keep us under. But I can also tell you that all has been said. All has been done. You have the, you have the Black Lives Matter movement going on. You had the civil rights movements back in the 50s and 60s. So all has been heard. All has been heard on what we have to do, what our purpose is. Your purpose is not to gain social status. It's your purpose is not to make sure everybody is looking up to you and you're all powerful because and you have the world in the palm of your hands. Because the word of God says, God Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So now, let, let, me, let me get into what I think racism is. Racism, in a sense, is classism. Because before black people were even the target of genocide, it was the Native Americans <clears throat> who were considered to be the hated group, they were considered to be savages. And white people even then felt like they needed to rid the country of them. And they did. At least with the physical eye, that's what it looked like. And this podcast is not a history class, so I won't delve too much into that. But I, I just believe white people are insecure. And that is why they continue to try to stake their claim to supremacy. Now, we don't have all the answers. We, we don't have, I don't even know if the scripture I just read will make you feel any less upset about how white people treat us. I, I'm, my, du my, my duty is not to change your mind. 
My due diligence is to help us to understand that there is hope. <clears throat> there is hope. Dr. Martin Luther King in his book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos to Community, felt in order to fight racism and achieve success, we must work with white people. We must work with them. Now, Dr. King was a champion of the civil rights movement, but was he delusional? Can we work with people who have so much disdain for us? There again, I'm asking these questions, but I'm going to give you the word of God to show you that we have all these questions and we're trying to find all these answers. And you have so many philosophers and brilliant men and brilliant minds trying to tell you, look. This is how we can fight racism. This is what we must do. We must stand. We must do this. We must seek justice. But Jesus said it to, said this to his disciples. If the world hates you, and those ignorant white people that I spoke of earlier, they are of the world. Beware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. So that's what we do. We come we I love only my black people because they because they're going to return the love to me. But ask yourself the question. The, the aforementioned young Dolph. Where was the love when those young those black men, those other black men, decided to gun him down. Where was the love? So, so when he, so he says the world would love you as its own if you belong to the world. So, where is the love? If 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 we only love our black people because they're the ones that love us. Why would another black person hurt me? Because love doesn't hurt. Love is not puffed up. Love does not kill, seek, and destroy any human, any of God's creation. Love at the highest level, you can even love your enemies. Because you, and he goes on to say, because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world hates you because Jesus decide, decided, I'm going to take you out of the world. That, that means on a spiritual level, we want to reach heaven. We want to go beyond this chaotic world that we see before us today. Where sickness, death, crime at every turn. God said, Jesus said, I'm going to take you out of the world. And in the spiritual sense, he's telling you, those of you who are preparing yourself to reach heaven, that's why the world hates you. Because they have no understanding, especially those ignorant white people 
who hate you because of the color of your skin. I just want that to seek in for a minute. Then he goes on to say, remember the word that I said to you. Servants are not greater than their masters. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. So, so look what he said. Remember the word that I said to you. Servants are not greater than their masters. And that's John 15, 18 through 21. I, I just want you to take all of the word of God in for a few seconds. Think about what I just read. The world will hate you. And the world will hate you simply because he said, because I have chosen you out of the world. I have chosen you out of the world. You are his elect. You are special. The word of God also says before he spoke those words in John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Jesus does not say not one time in either one of those scriptures to only love black people. To only love white people that they are superior. He says love one another. Yes we can work with white people. If we stop looking at the color of their skin. And look at the content of their character. Because think about it. We're in this world. And the job that you go to every day. This is what I'm talking about. Who do you work for? When you become successful in corporate America, most of your counterparts will be what? White. So is that saying that we must learn to coexist with them? Or do we truly work with them to bring about effective change? We don't need tokenism. We don't need to be that black person that fills the quota. And we shouldn't want that. We shouldn't want that. We got to bring about effective change. We should want to bring about effective change. Guys, I hope that that gave you a little bit of some insight. But I'm about to go on my no cap spill, guys. This is the moment in my podcast where I keep it real. Why do we as women become disenchanted with what God gave us? We have free will, but can you really live your truth when you want what others have? I will not go too deep, but I want other women to know that we are special. Men do not have... Look. Men don't have to look like Tyrese, Nelly, uh, any of these fine men in the industry. They can walk around looking like Bone Crusher or Rick Ross. No disrespect. But I'm just being honest. This is the no cap spill, guys. Why is it that they can get away with that? But we gotta we got to stay on point. We got to stay looking good. And we even go as far as to 
get our butts done, our breasts done, our stomachs done. We don't. We do everything to appease them, so we can look good on their arms, and they can walk around with with a, a scrumpy beard, uh, nappy hair, uh, a t-shirt and some jeans and some Tims on. And we and and we're we're proud to claim them. This is my baby. This is my baby. Guys, look at Jay Z. I love Jay Z. I love the Jigga man. But come on, Jigga. Why hasn't Beyonce told this man cut your hair? I don't care what the trend is, man. You you're fifty. Why are you walking around looking like that? But we we're okay with that. Because he has money. He has status. He can look however he wants. But look, she still has to have beautiful, long, flowing hair. Her makeup has to be on point. Her clothes have to fit her right. Her stomach has to stay looking good. Her her butt has to stay firm and sitting up. Her breasts have to stay supple and sitting up. Come on, guys. This is the no-cap spill. While he walks around and... He actually tries to dress it up, puts on the suit, and then the top, and you get to the top in his head. I'm just like, come on, Jay. I love you, my guy, but come on, Jigger. Come on. Come on. Why haven't why have we forgot about our natural beauty and everything that that beauty entails? Your outer, beauty, your outer beauty does not speak to who you are as a woman. Know what it means to be our, our man's help me and what we are when, and what we meant to creation. Let's keep that in mind. That means we unite with our, man, with our mate and we both take care of each other. And we both nurture each other. We are nurturers as women. We are not trophies to be admired for only our outer beauty. When men become trapped in our outer beauty, they forget about exploring the most beautiful parts of who we are. The true essence of a woman. The true strength of a woman. This is the no cap spill, guys. Let's be real. The true essence of a woman. And the true essence of a woman is not her outer beauty. Not how, not how long her, her hair is, how much makeup she can put on. Keep it, it's not, And I'm not saying don't look good. Don't try to look good. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is when you put all your focus into that, don't forget about the inside. And let me tell you why. Not my opinion, but this is what God says in Proverbs 31. This is what his word says in Proverbs 31 and 30. Charm can be misleading. And beauty, outer beauty, it soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. There's that word again. The fear of God. Not in the sense of you're scared of what he's going to do to you. But in the sense of you recognize his presence. 
You know who you are. You stand on who you are as a woman. And in his presence, you don't have to scream at the top of your lungs. Women empowerment. And we are special. And black girls rule. And all, we don't, you don't have to scream that at the top of your lungs. When you know your true inner beauty. No cap spill. No capping. I'm being honest. I'm being straight up. And because I just want to, no disrespect to any of the men that I mentioned, but I'm just wanting to be honest for a minute with my women out there. Let's start recognizing who we are. Recognizing how special we are. Recognizing that at the end of the day, no matter how good you, let me drive this point home. Eric Benet cheated on Halle Berry for whatever reason. And we say on a regular basis that she is one of the most beautiful black women that you will ever run across. But he cheated on her. So that out of beauty meant nothing. Every, every, most men that would never come in contact with him, I say, oh, he's so stupid. Oh, he's so dumb. Even, J- even Jay-Z mentioned him in the song. But Jay-Z did the same thing to Beyonce, who every man wants to be with and every woman wants to be. But Jay cheated on her. So what does that say about outer beauty? Why would these men cheat on these women who who the world fancies and says she these are beautiful women? So guys. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this this episode. I hope that it blesses you. I hope you have a blessed rest of your weekend, rest of your day. And may God be with you, God speed. And I'm going to end my video and I'm going to, I mean my podcast, by letting God's word have the final say. In 2 Peter, Peter 3 and 8. But do not overlook the one this one fact. Beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. God may not be there when you want him, but he'll be there in the nick of time. I'm out. I love you guys. Peace.